Thank you so much for, for your kind words. I want to read some words from 1 Thessalonians and chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, a very familiar verse to us, 1 Thessalonians 5.17. We read this. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. So I want to speak to you about uninterrupted prayer. Uh, this expression, pray without ceasing. What does this mean? It certainly can't mean, uh, can't be telling uh, finite people to do something that nonstop. No man can do that. Uh, as the Apostle Paul says on another subject, God requires of a man what he has and not what he has not. And we know very well that uh, perpetually focused attention is not something that anyone is capable of. Uh, we have to sleep. What do you do when you're sleeping? So I'll tell you three things or a number of things, actually, a number of accounts and stories to, uh, to illustrate uh, the point that the Apostle Paul is exhorting us in a way that we can understand, in a manner that we can realistically pray um, practice. Pray without ceasing. One of the things that I want you to uh, think about is this, that let us bring everything we can think of to God. That's one, one way we can pray without ceasing. Uh, bring everything we can think of to God. We live all of life before the Lord, remember that. And so uh, to whatever extent humanly possible, let's keep relating to the Lord about all of our life. So whatever you are doing, you can bring it to the Lord. One of my uh, favorite um, folk is called Stonewall Jackson. Uh, he was once asked about prayer life and uh, whatever you might think of him, uh, he said it was prayer to him was as natural uh, as it was to breathe. So then he said, he said to the person who asked him this question, he says, when I mount my horse, I pray for God to give me success and, and safety in my travels and endeavors. When I open a letter, I ask God to use its contents to, uh, to my holiness or for my holiness. When I send a letter, I ask God to bless it to the reader and do them good through it and so on. Pray without ceasing. Let's bring everything we can think of to the Lord. In some way, we can relate it to the Lord. But another thing is this. Let us be in the habit of prayer at any time. Be in the habit of prayer at any time. Uh, the famous um, 19th century preacher, D.L. Moody, was once in a, in a building that caught fire. And there are volunteers who lined up uh, to form a bucket, uh, we could call it a bucket brigade, to throw water on the fire. And uh, so Mr. Moody grabbed the bucket and joined the work. But there was a man in the work, knowing who he was and his ministry, apparently thought that it was better use of that God demands time to pray. So he called out to him and he said, Mr. Moody, there's a room in, in the back and we could go and pray while others are doing the work. Shall we do that? And so Moody replied, this is my good man. I have already been in prayer and I'm continuing even now. I am just as able to pray as 
I passed buckets as I could in that room. Let us be in the habit of prayer at any time. We don't have to uh, say, okay, let's uh, let's put this Zoom meeting on and or let's move here. And uh, no, you can in that point we had last week i was going to a wedding to to conduct some things and uh, the the tire blew on the main motorway or the highway and um by the grace of god we were kept and uh, i i phoned the minister who was preaching uh, i said i can't make it it's it is i'm i'm not going to get there and he said just let's and he was on his way out of the door he says let's just pause and pray so he just prayed for us just there and then just 30 seconds and we said goodbye and he was gone and the lord answered prayer and so i was able to actually get to the meeting after that main service let us be in the habit of prayer at any time see uh, pray without ceasing let us also continue all of our lives in prayer let us continue all of our lives in prayer that is i think praying without ceasing can mean that we we maintain a habit of prayer all our days so even when uh, the lord jesus christ taught that men ought always to pray and not to faint in luke 18 and verse 1 he wasn't saying that every second of every day ought to be spent in prayer rather he was he was saying always maintain a practice of prayer and don't ever quit that that habit so teach your children become a a praying person now and when you are 20 continue to be praying a praying person when you're 40 uh, continue to to the same when you're 60 when you're 80 continue to be a praying person when you're 90 when you're 100 we have a lady in our church who is 98 or sorry 99 she'll be 100 soon and she's a praying woman and i often feel that she's doing more in the things of god than uh, most of our folk put together uh, because God is answering her prayers. Philip Henry, the father of Matthew Henry, put it this way in his exposition of um, Psalm 116 verses 1 and 2 when he was preaching on the words, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. And Matthew Henry or Philip Henry uh, ob observed that one man will sometimes say to another, Sir, if you will grant me just this one thing, I will I will not bother you again or ask anything of you. But he said that when it comes to seeking the Lord for mercies, our posture is exactly the opposite to that. With him, we say, Lord, because you've blessed me, because thou hast answered my prayer and granted me the the request that I have made to thee, I will be coming back to thee again and again. Because thou hast done it before, because you've done it before, I'm going to come back. Um, so, as brothers and sisters gathered for a prayer meeting, these are habits that we can adopt, which will keep us praying without ceasing. And let me just also say that we, we don't have to stop praying after the prayer meeting. We can be praying for these things, continuing to pray for each other when we say goodbyes to each other. And in whatever work, even when maybe your work is finished, I was reading about uh, George Whitfield and John Wesley. They had finished preaching 
and they had gone home, but they carried on praying while they were on their horsebacks and going away, unaware that in a in a public house, in a pub uh, somewhere in near where we live, actually, in Gloucester, there was a group of men just mocking the preaching of George Whitfield. And they were they were laughing and uh, ridiculing the the style of George Whitfield, the fact that he was um um what's the English word? Uh, he was cross-eyed. If you know George Whitfield, he was um he is he has a he had a problem with his eyes, so um uh, everyone thought that they, he was looking at them, um because he was cross-eyed, and so th they were mocking him. And so different people said, let's let's pretend to be George Whitfield. So they went on the table. These were drunken men uh, and everyone were uh, picking up a Bible and reading a text. And one of the men was a, was a Yorkshire man by the name of Thorpe, Mr. Thorpe. And uh, he encouraged others to um, to mimic uh, George Whitfield. And he said, I'll, I'll do it better than you all. And uh, he got on the table and he, he picked up a Bible and he just opened it at random, put his hand, as George Whitfield would put it, on the text. And he said this, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And as he read this, he was convicted to the heart. And he began crying and he began telling the people, this is true, except I repent, I will perish. And the congregation was affected. These are drunken people mocking the gospel and mocking the Lord's servants, but they did not know that George Whitfield and John Wesley were praying at that very moment. And John Wesley and George Whitfield, they didn't know they were being mocked. They were not, they didn't know they were being ridiculed, but God was answering their prayers there and then. William Tennant, who was a great theologian and preacher, he was greatly used in the United States, too. And uh, he was preparing a sermon one, one week, knowing that there was going to be in the congregation a notorious unbeliever who hated the gospel, uh, but he was friendly towards him. And so he prayed. He gave the week to prayer and prayed that the Lord would bless the message. He went into the pulpit with a prayerful spirit. But as he began to read the passage, his mind went blank. He forgot what he was going to say. He went along for a few minutes, but he was so discouraged, and he um, he felt that he he did, that God's power had left him, and uh, he couldn't carry on. So he just finished the meeting after a few minutes uh, in prayer, and he went went uh, away. But do you know that very thing that he couldn't finish his sermon convicted that man. And the man turned to Christ. Why was that? Because the man said, all in the past, William Tennant was able to preach so powerfully. God was with him. But now here, now that I am here to, to hear him, he is unable to preach. So God must be real because God left William Tennant. And God left his, his blessing to William Tennant. And that very fact that that, that became a powerful testimony that that a preacher can only preach with that anointing only if God gives it to him. So these are strange things that um, we may we may think that that something has failed, but if we have watered it with prayer, as William Tennant has done, 
had done, um, God will still use it. God will bless the little crumbs that we might give. And William Tennant said in his lifetime that the sermon that he never finished was the, the best sermon he ever preached uh, because God used it for his own glory. Friends, never give up praying. Uh, pray without ceasing. As D.L. Moody, George Whitfield, and John Wesley, William Tennant, and many, many others have experienced the blessing of God, and you have done as well. So you take it to the Lord and say, Lord, you have blessed me before. You have answered prayer. And because you have done it, I will come back. And I continue to pray. And you uh, you have promised to bless according to thy will. And may God bless you. Thank you.